Testing, testing, one, two, three. Yes, people, it is Griff's Brain Dump. It's episode 283. That is not how I start the pod, is it? How, how do we start this pod again? It's episode 283 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday. It is Sunday, uh, six minutes past ten, um, and we're recording the pod in a new studio. When I say new studio, I mean a new vehicle. Uh, yes, I've got a new car. I've got a new car. The Alfa Romeo is gone. It's gone. Goodbye, my friend. It's not the... I was humming that song as the car was going on the back of the truck and it drove away. <laughs> Glad to be a solid because I scratched the rims. I never bothered getting them fixed. I was, I'm an Ari. Do I get them fixed or not? Do I get them fixed or not? And I thought, fuck it. I'm not getting them fixed. And he said to me, mate, I'm not going to report that as damage because um, I want to say that's just wear and tear. And, uh, you know, if I say it's damage, you will have to pay for the full thing. And I was like, you've done me a solid there, mate. You've done me a solid. That's been my weekend, really. People just doing me solid. Strangers doing me solid because that was friday that car went boff and the new car came and uh, i'm a family man now so i've, I've got a kia an all new kia sportage um it's called sportage that there's nothing particularly sporty about it it's uh it's a four by four it's an suv sorry yeah this, that's what it is it's an suv and um yeah i'm enjoying being high up on the road Whereas like the Alpha, you're low on the road, you're like not that low where you bum scrape on the floor, but you, if you put it like this, if you uh, if you end up injuring like your groin or back or hamstring, it's very hard to get out of the Alpha. Very hard. Whereas this car, do I? I don't think I step up into this car. I don't think. I think I'll go sideways. I don't think I'll step up into it. It's not that big. You know what I mean? It's not a bloody truck. But um, but yeah, I said this week's just been people doing me solid. So um, Saturday, Saturday we made me going on a family day out to a Peter Rabbit experience at Blenheim Palace. Me, my wife, and my baby. And then my wife wakes up with crazy food poisoning. So it's just me and the baby. Having to drive from Hertfordshire to Oxfordshire. Uh, and we are running late. Because basically, I don't know anything about this event we're going to. Because Naomi booked it all. Um, arranged it all. It was her idea. I was happy to go. But I didn't know what I, I was driving. That's all I knew. Up until that morning, I wasn't even given the, the postcode of where we was going. I didn't even know where we were going. I, was, I knew I was driving in the morning. That was it. And um, so obviously, with her having food poisoning, it's like, all right, you've got to go. I was like, all right, what's the tickets? Where are we going? I realised how far this journey is. And realising that we've actually got a dedicated time slot of 11 a.m. The journey is, Google sent me, it's one hour, 40 minutes. And we're leaving the house just before 10 <laughs> meaning we're going to be late and we were late and we get there to Blenheim Palace show my ticket get through 
told to park at the car park. Guess what? Car park. I have to walk down to the walled gardens because that's where it is. Uh, it's about a 15, 20 minute walk to the walled gardens. Um, only to get there, there's a bloody car park right next to this thing. I'm fuming. I get there. It's now 11.45, 11.50. I hear the person before me, I hear them getting asked their ticket. What ticket have you got? It's like, oh, we're here for the 12pm show. Like, oh, brilliant. Just walk, just wait there. Here's your blue wristband. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay. It's like, ah, oh, you sir? I was like, I'm here for the 11am. She's just gone, oh, oh. I ain't going to be able to get you into anything before 2.45. I was like, I don't want to be here at 2.45. Because <laughs> no, he's dead. She's like, oh, Zadie's got to go. I really want Zadie to go to this thing. Like, Zadie doesn't know she's not going. It doesn't matter. How about I just don't go to this thing? But she said, no, I wanted to go. So now I'm here. I'm driven all this way. I'm like, well, I wanted to go in. I'm going to wait here to 2.45. That's a long day. And, um, and then the guy in front of me just goes, hey, I've got eight tickets. Only five of us have showed up. So can they jump in on my ticket? They're like, oh, yeah, sure. And I was like, boom. What a guy. You did me a solid. Guy's named Derek. An American guy. And then um, and it's really hot. And the woman's like, Are you might want to take... Do you want to take your buggy? Do you not? And it's like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to take the buggy. You know, don't want to carry around for the whole experience. And if you've got a hat or any like sunscreen, I was like, I have no sunscreen on me. Because when we left the house, it was overcast and cold. We get, I even went back to get my coat. We get to Blenheim Palace. It's burning. I'm wearing jeans and I'm melting. And now I've got a baby who's literally going to fry. So here's some sunscreen for her. I was like, oh, thank you. You've done me a solid. Second person doing me a solid that day. I'm like, what is going on? Slap on the sunscreen. She doesn't have an allergic reaction to it. Great. Uh, and then we go around the Peter Rabbit experience, which was not aimed for anyone Zadie's age. But then, <laughs> then head home. Um, from there, that was my Saturday. Uh, the Sunday, uh, Zadie and Naomi were meant to go to another kid's first birthday party. It's a kid who is in the same like baby group as uh, as Zadie that I've never attended. Um, and so Naomi knows the mum of the child. They're friends. I've met this friend once in my life. And because Naomi's not well to take Zadie, she's like, well, you've got to go. What? Zadie's got to go. It's Zadie's birthday. It's Zadie's friend. I'm like, Zadie has no friends, okay? She's one year old. Well, she will be soon. One year old, yeah? She has no friends. I don't have to go to this party. That's all I'm saying in my head. I don't go to this party. I don't have to go to this party. It's a big waste of my time. I've got things to do today. She's like, Darren, this is what it is being a parent. There's going to be birthday parties and we're going to have to take her to the birthday parties. I was like, I hear that. But you're not well. And you're the one who should be taking her. Because let's be real. When it comes to these kids' birthday parties, you're going based on the calibre of adults who are going to be at the party. Is it my mates that are going to be there? 
Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm going for. I'm going I'm going for my mates. I'm not going for the kid. I don't know this one year old. I'm going for my mates. Are my mates gonna be there? Yeah, a few of them. Brilliant. And um, she was insistent. And she's given this list of errands to do because she's not feeling well. She kept on saying, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. I said, no, you said one more thing four times. So it's actually four more things you're adding to my list today. Now I went to this party. I had an all right time. She got a report back about what the party was like. She's like, I'm so sorry you wasted your time. I was like, don't, do not. Dude, you've already annoyed me today because I had to pick up a slide. A slide while I've got Zadie in the back. Don't keep up a slide from, from this person's house. I'm like, all right, you've planned this. Surely this slide fits into my car. Does it feck? Does it fuck? I had to drive Zadie home, take the car seat out and fold my chairs down. But this was how I, yeah, go, just go pick it up. Just go pick it up on the way back. It's not on the way back either. I was just fuming. It was just one of those hot days. I was annoyed. Took it out on ants in my uh, in my garden. Just got hat, my hose out, put it on the most powerful set, and it just blasted the ant hill. <laughs> Murderous. But anyway, what's been going on this week? I'll tell you what's been going on. Bloody Parliament. Season, I don't know what season we're on, but I'm telling you, in 20 years' time, when they do a dramatic adaptation of Boris Johnson's political career, crazy, crazy. But uh, I mean, what's that group? My mates from uni, the group's pretty stagnant in general, but. When this happened, oi, it popped off. We was all having a great time just watching it. It was like transfer deadline day. Different people leaving. Rishi left and uh, Sajid left. And there's just like 50-odd other people left. And now they're all going for the leadership race. All these people, you know, stuck the knife in. They're now like, yeah, I'm going to be leader. And these are what makes you laugh, these people. You know, they're all, they're all taking a sidestep. Yeah, they're all saying, oh, I can't back this guy, can't back Boris Johnson, his, his lack of morals, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you were there with him. You were there with him. You know what I mean? Just because it's, it's this one guy pinching bums and groping at a party. Tear this guy down. This is the final straw for these people. They've ignored the fact that he was banging his mistress while he was... You know, while he's married, got a blowjob in in his uh, parliamentary office. Gavin Williamson allegedly walked in and saw Carrie, his now wife, noshing him off at work. Meanwhile, he's trying to get her a six-figure salary job in Parliament. None of that mattered. That didn't get him sacked. No, no. Not the pickaninnies with watermelon smiles. Not the letterboxes. Nope. Not meeting the bloody KGB, former KGB agent while he's foreign secretary. Nope. None of that matters. None of that matters. It was him promoting someone who everyone knew was pinching bumps. I'm not saying that isn't a reason to be sad. It's just funny the amount of things that passed before. But 
it's crazy now. Like, how, how many people are, are running for this race? Because I've heard rumours that Boris Johnson is going to run as well. I've heard that. Basically, he's not even against the rules. If he was kicked out of his position, then he wouldn't be able to run. Because he stepped down, he may be able to run. And the way I've rationalised it is this. Let's say there was 60 p- 60% of the Tory party wanted Boris out and 40% wanted him in. Yeah? That means if he runs again, it's very easy to say, I'm better than Boris, but it's very hard to say I'm the best when you're when you're going to be uh, competing against for the leadership. So what happened is if there's, say, six people in the running, Boris has already got his 40% of the people that are backing him. That means one person out of that five has to get 60%, or has to get 41% of the vote to win. You know, and I imagine it's going to be divvied up between all of them. So he might just get back in. I've got my bet he's going to be prime minister in 2023. That's my bet. But let's see who else has joined this leadership race. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Liz Trusser's cool. Who else? Change it is. And let's see what the leader that was. Penny, yep, yeah, Penny Mordaunt has gone for it as well. Uh, Jeremy Hunt. Sadie Javid, uh, Rishi Sunak, um, Tom Tuggenhat. It's literally everyone that was on that bookies list. Um, yep, Nadim Zahawi, Grant Shapps. It is crazy. They're all going for it. All of them just went, yep, I want to be leader, I want to be PM, I want to be PM. All going for it. See, how many of them is that? They've all got to prove they're better than the rest. If Boris chucks his name in the hat, I'm telling you, man, it might be his. I don't know. Well, it's been fun. It was fun politics, though. I mean, I do enjoy it when it's boring, but if it's not going to be boring, let's it be flipping carnage. To say it be carnage like this, it's fun. It's fun, why not? But, um, let's see, see what they say. Well, I can't wait for the next election, though, on the manifestos and all that, all the lies. No one fulfilling anything that they say in the manifesto, you know the ones. Fuck it, if I was running, I'd just pr- promise everything. I mean, low unemployment, Whee! higher salaries. I wouldn't say anything contentious like less immigration or more. No, 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 no. If I'm telling you more jobs, more salary, less work, people are like, yes, this guy. Cheaper bills. Yeah. I'll just be saying all those kind of things as buzzwords. Better education, better health care, save the NHS. I'll be saying all that stuff. All of it. Cheaper fuel. I'm voted in. And when it comes to me putting any of that shit into action, club, well, you, you know, this is my, this is, there's lots of things I need to consider to slowly backtrack. As <laughs> it be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about politics. Uh, what else is going on in the world? What else? Uh, ooh. A bit of a yawn. Let's, let's not talk about Pete Andre. 
Uh, where are we? Socials. I'm such a sophisticated man. I'm going to get my news from Twitter. I was just looking at bloody Tottenham transfer news. Uh, let's see, 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 let's see. Um, what is going on? Oh, of course, obviously, Love Island's on, so things are trending. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. C of E, why C of E uh, trending? So it's been a scandal? It's funny, isn't it? I see church trending and my brain goes scandal. That's what I've gone for straight away. Um, what? Okay, I think it's an article headline. So apparently there's a headline that says Church of England, there is no official definition of a woman. What is this? Is this a... I don't know. I'm trying to work out what the actual story is though. Because it's in the Telegraph, which means I can read 23 seconds of it before it says, do you want to become a member? And I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to read your very good sounding article they're seriously the best headline writers because I I always want to read what they wrote C of E um, women woman definition let's see if something comes up I need to see what this is about, man. I'm reading a Daily Skeptic. The Church of England has said that there is no official definition of a woman. The Telegraph uh, has the story. Senior bishops have insisted that until recently, the answer to questions such as what constitutes a woman were thought to be self-evident. However, now additional care is needed. The stance comes as the institution struggles to remain relevant and progressive amid uh, declining congregant numbers and in an increasingly secular society however while it has been welcomed by liberal wings of the church the comments from the bishop of europe sorry from the bishop in europe have provoked criticism whether your starting point is biology or the bible uh, the answer is the answer to the question remains the same the issue of defining what a woman is emerged in written questions to the general synod the church's legislative body in which adam kendry a lay member of the synod and a representative of the royal navy asked what is the church of england's definition of a woman in response dr robert innes the bishop in europe said that there is no official definition right how much more of this article is this? I've started, so I'll finish. Uh, the Bishop in Europe, who was also replying uh, in his role as Chairman of the Faith and Order Commission, said in his written response, there is no official definition which reflects the fact that until fairly recently, definitions of this kind were thought to be self-evident as reflected in the marriage liturgy. Uh, so that's why there's no definition, because it's like, well, well, I'd have to define that. It'd be like you write a contract and you're defining the word the. 
like you just what, what's happening here go to a dictionary if you want that kind of level of breakdown anyway um, the LLF project, however, has begun to explore the marriage complexities associated with gender identity and points to the need for additional care and thought to be given in understanding our commonalities and differences as people made in the image of God. People aren't made in the image of God. I've said this for a few years now. People are not made in the image of God. God is made in the image of people. Hence why, if you understand how people are living at a certain time of the height of their religion, it will show you where the nature of their God comes from. I'm telling you, you can tell Christianity is European because it's brutal. It's odd. (laughs) Yeah, because when Christianity was streaming across Europe, guess what was happening in Europe? Bloody ice ages and famine, disease, all that shit. Guess what? Christian God's vengeful. Of course, vengeful. And you basically have to defer anything good in your life um, until the afterlife. Which is basically the life I'm living is shit, mate. It better get better when I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's like. We get other religions where maybe they're not as popular, but their gods are just like passive. Sun god, what does he do? Just shines the sun. That's it. He doesn't strike, doesn't shoot fireballs to the earth, burn people for not. No, 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 no. And you see those societies where it's just their food was abundant and, you know, the education and stuff. Their gods are just like, hey, whatever. There is no heaven or hell, just. Live your best life. You know, that, though you can tell that the people at that time were just happier. That's my view, anyway. Anyway, let's go and read this story. Uh, image of God. My uh, four-starter uh, executive, uh, executive director of the Sex Matters campaign group described the bishop's answer as shocking, saying that the concept of male and female did not need to have a formal official definition because they are older ad they're older than human life itself. Uh, she added, when the government redefined women through the Gender Recognition Act, the Church of England could have stuck with its long-established understanding, which makes sense whether you whether your starting point is biology or the Bible. It's shocking that they so readily gave up the def- gave up the definition of man or woman for the state to amend, as if this fundamental truth did not matter. There you go. Whereas LGB campaigners uh, continue their long-standing policy of pretending not to understand what all the fuss is about. With Dr. Jane Hamlin, president of Transgender Society, Beaumont Society, saying, I am puzzled why some people are so obsessed with defining women. Why might this be an issue for the Church of England? Uh, Is it that women should be treated more favourably or less favourably? Uh, why does it matter to the Church of England whether someone is a woman or not a woman? Surely it only matters to the individual themselves. Um, since we can assume Dr. Hamlin is actually following a very public, very heated debate on this topic over the past several years, the only puzzling thing is why she hasn't got 
on top of why many women and men think it matters greatly. Perhaps the trustees of Bowman Society should find a president who can actually understand the alternative perspective in the central public debate in which their organisation is engaged. There you go. For the Church of England, the puzzle is how an organisation which believes God created human beings, male and female, and still for now restricts marriage to a man and a woman has not yet managed to work out the difference between them. One wonders what bishops were doing while their school biology lessons were happening. Okay, that was it. Can't lie, guys, I got bored half of reading that. <laughs> How long are we talking for? Um, oh, 24. Let's get some Dear Deirdre. Um, actually, did I, did I note anything down in my in my notes for the pod? Did I? Did anything happen? Podcast? Podcast? No. Alright, let's go to Dear Deirdre then. Let's do three! Because I want to eat my lemon tart and drink tea and watch the rest of Love Island. Yeah, I said it, I'll watch Love Island. Okay. Anyway. Ooh! Dear Deirdre, I'm scared my husband will discover I've been having a lesbian affair with my boss. Dear Deirdre, I have started an affair with my female boss and I'm scared my husband will find out. I'm a woman of 27. My husband is 34. Uh, We have been married for almost two years. He owns a security firm. He suggested I start working with him uh, a year ago. Uh, Yeah, but a year ago, I insisted I work in every department to get their real understanding of the business first. Okay, yeah. Um, my first posting was in the new business team and I felt attracted to my boss right from the first day. Wait, isn't your husband your boss? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love my husband, uh, but there was always something missing in our relationship. Looking back, I felt under pressure to marry too soon and I didn't get the chance to explore my sexuality. My boss is 32 single and gorgeous we began staying late in the office a couple of months ago and both started flirting jeez imagine walking in the office um the attraction was intense between us and for the first time i understood what people mean when they say someone gives them butterflies we would often grab some food and a beer after finishing up and finish up and have ended up having sex in the office a couple of times jesus um, I feel terrible for betraying my husband, but I've fallen head over heels for this woman. She wants us to spend more time together outside of work, but I feel that's pushing our luck. I want to take things slower so I can work out what on earth I'm going to do. I'm worried she'll get fed up uh, with being my secret and we'll end it. I couldn't bear uh, walking with... The, what? Can't, I couldn't bear sorry, working with her after that. There you go. I would have to resign, which would lead to questions from my husband. He's already suspicious. I think he notices a change in me. Um, Yeah, sorry. I think he notices a change in me, but he would never guess the real reason why. Okay. So here's the thing. So you're closeted lesbian lady. Do you want to come out of the closet? Maybe that's what you're going to do. Or, um, maybe you, yeah, maybe you want to stay and keep it secret. Eh? 
it's more fun that way if it's secret but I don't know I don't know my, advice, my real advice would be you got don't either stay with your husband uh, yeah you tell him with the intention of staying with him or just let it go what's he going to do alright let's get another deal Deirdre the car's hot um Um. God damn. Let's read this one. Come on, dear Deirdre, bad obsession. My husband has dozens of pics of my son's wife on his phone. Some he took without her knowing. <laughs> oh God. Like that one's just. Oh, I didn't realize the sound was on and flash was on. Dear Deirdre, my husband's obsessed with my son's wife. He has dozens of pho- uh, photographs of her stored on his phone. <laughs> if you can see the image they've used, it's hilarious. Um, there are even pictures he took from an upstairs bedroom uh, window while we were having a family party. Jesus, come downstairs, Keith. Um, I only discovered them when I borrowed his phone while mine was being repaired. Yeah. He is also friends with her on Facebook and other social media platforms. Uh, I am 56. My husband is 58. My son and wife are 30. My husband denied any wrongdoing when I confronted him. My son would attack my husband, his stepdad, if he knew. I have tried to act as if everything is normal, but I feel I have no option but to leave him. There you go. Um, but you're going to leave him, but then is, um, is your son going to stay with his missus? Because if the son stays with his missus, guess what? He's going to be around. <laughs> He's going to be taking midday breaks to be babysitting his child. So, um, yeah, if, if they... <laughs> Just to see this woman. Oh, how you doing? Long time no talk. How you doing? Ka-ching. Damn it. I thought the sound was off. Anyway, right. Last one. Last one. Last one. There's a melting. Uh, uh, sorry. Big yawn. Right. Um, let's see. Banter. Dear Deirdre, my soulmate lied to me for two years. He is married and still living with his wife. Banter. <laughs> uh, dear, let's see. Um, I thought I'd met my soulmate. I've seen two years for years with him, but now I've learned he's married. I'm 31 and he's 39. I met him in a bar one night where I was working. He said he was visiting his brother for the weekend and lived 150 miles away. At the end of the night, he asked if I wanted to go to a late night bar. So I did. God damn. Um, let's see. This, sorry, let's go and read. Well, I lost my position there. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
So yeah, so at the end, uh, he went to is his brother for the weekend. He lived 150 miles away. At the end of the night, he asked if I wanted. Yeah, that's it, cool. Um, afterwards, he came back to mine, and even though we didn't have full sex, we had a night of complete passion with neither of us got any sleep. No, them ones. Uh, he told me that he was single and worked long hours with adolescents. He said he had a tiny flat and was always at work or visiting family. He would spend every other weekend to get we spent every week together. I thought we were made for each other. Sometimes he was so desperate to see me he would pop by just for for a night to be with me before dashing back to work. He told me constantly that he loved me and wanted to be with me. We had even discussed moving closer because we missed each other so much. But everything unraveled when we were at a food festival and I bumped into his brother and another woman. Uh, the look on his and the other woman's face when they clocked each other instantly told me something was very wrong. Ooh. Um, a five, after five very uncomfortable minutes, they walked away and I heard the woman say loudly, who the hell is she? So he's up to this, his old tricks again. Oof. I took, it took me an hour, but eventually I got the whole sordid truth. Apparently my boyfriend has been married for three years. He insisted he was miserable with his wife and wanted to get out, but then he got depressed and he couldn't deal with the guilt of letting her down. Now I don't know what to believe. They said, he wants to keep on bagging you. He does not want to leave his wife. So are you okay to be banged and not be wifed? That's the question reduced. If you want more, you got to leave him. He's just happy getting the banging. It's just, I mean, don't cop block yourself. Just enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. So I'll go back indoors. Um, I don't got anything else to talk about, I think. No. I don't. Oh, dear. All right. Wow. What a powerful way to end the pod. <laughs> Big super yawn. Anyway, people, uh, if you want to catch me this week, I'm going to be at, uh, I'll be in Croydon, Royal Croydonia for Laugh of the Bucks. Um, and then I'll be in Angel on Friday. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. Now I'm leaving. Peace.